Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Hello, we're back with somebody who, you know, I, I wish I could tell you he's a master of a whole bunch of things, but he's a master to me of one thing, which is customer service. I heard him speak last year in Arizona at the Harvey McKay Roundtable, and I got to tell you, he's probably one of the best speakers I had heard, and there were some amazing speakers there. See, you know, big, big names, but didn't, you know, Shep is, is, a, is a big name in the world of speaking, but he's a master at customer service. He, when you, when you want to bring in a speaker for customer service, this is the guy. Uh, being a big part of our company at Steiner, customer service is huge. I really, halfway through the conversation, I'm like, I just want to go up there and hug him because he was just so on point. So now I got the next best thing besides a hug is to get a, get a conversation with Shep Hyken, um, St. Louis Cardinal fan, unfortunately. Um, the Cardinals are not looking too good. <laughs> But we don't feel bad for him because, boy, the Cardinals have won a lot, just like nobody feels bad for the Yankees. But anyway, um, Shep, great to have you with us. Uh, thanks for joining. Hey, man, and I'm squeezing you through the phone. It's a big hug. Thank you. Um, you can't <laughs> hug your customers enough, actually, So, and you can't hug your friends and family enough. But tell me, why, why customer service? What brought you to that? You know, that's a great question, and, and I think what happened is years ago when I started my first business, which was at the age of 12 when I started a birthday party magic show business. I came home one night and uh, after my first birthday party that I performed at, and my mom said, what are you going to do after dinner? And I thought the correct answer was go do homework, but the correct answer, it turned out, was go write a thank you note. And my dad said, great idea, next week call the parents and thank them again on the phone and then ask how you did. And if, you, if they said you did a great job, then you can ask if the sister or the little boy you performed for needed a birthday party magician. Anyway, my parents were teaching me customer service when I was a, at a very young age, and we didn't even call it customer service back then. It was just do something nice for the customer that's spending money with you. And as I got real jobs, like at age, I mean, I continued the magic shows, and at the age of 14, I worked at a gas station. And I remember just saying, please, thank you, treating people with dignity and respect. And this followed me through my entire life, uh, through high school, through college. And when I got out of college and I didn't have a job, I saw a couple of motivational speakers. And I said, wow, I could probably do that because I was working. Uh, eventually, I, I graduated from birthday party magician uh, work to working in nightclubs. As a matter of fact, at age 16, I was doing comedy magic at the Playboy Club in Brandon. You can imagine that is the most amazing job for a 16-year-old. The Playboy Club man. in New York City or in Great Gorge or where which Playboy? <laughs> well, they had them all over, but I started in St. Louis, okay. uh, which is okay. where, I, where I live. Tough and, job, uh, but man. But still, uh, you know, it, it was an amazing job. Anyway, when I graduated and I didn't have a job and I saw these speakers, I thought with the entertainment background, I could get up in front of people. With my passion for customer service, that's what I want to speak about. I went out, I wrote a book, or wrote, wrote a bunch of notes, and I wrote a speech. Eventually wrote a book, of course, but uh, wrote a speech and started just getting on the phone and smiling and dialing and calling companies and saying, and getting the vice president of sales or marketing on the phone and asking, do you ever hire speakers? And uh, what would it take for me to be considered? And that's really how I started my business. Wow. Now, for people listening, we have a lot of business and we have a lot of young people listening to this pod. You know, customer service is such a vague thing. There's so many different ways you can can approach customer service. Give me your definition of customer service and to must you if you're serious about customer service, 
Give me your two things that are the most important as far as your DNA. Sure. Uh, real easy. First of all, customer service is not a department. It's a philosophy. It's not what happens when somebody complains. It's how you treat people through the entire experience that they have. Even if it's an online digital experience, it's the impression that they have. It's the service and experience that they receive. So it's pretty broad, but the main thing is it's really a philosophy that you have to embrace. So two things that I would consider is, number one, you need to recognize every interaction that your customer has with you is an opportunity for them to form an impression. That's a concept called the moment of truth, which Jan Carlson came up with in the early 1980s when he was running a, a failing airline losing millions of dollars, major airline, and he turned it around by getting everybody to understand that every touch point, every interaction is an opportunity for that customer to form an impression, so manage it well. So would you say, let me just stop you, hold on one second. So you, you, you don't yeah. have great customer service from top to bottom, you have to be on the same page? Well, yeah, well, that's the first, I mean, that's why it's a philosophy you know, everybody's involved. A CEO of a major company has to decide, do we want to be a customer-focused company? And if we are, here's my vision and communicate it out to everybody so they understand it, they know it, and easy for them to understand means easy to memorize. For example, the best companies in the world have a one-line statement. I know we're getting off topic here, but I think this is important. Uh, example, uh, Ritz-Carlton, they have nine words that define their service vision for their guests at the Ritz-Carlton hotels. It's we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. You come to work, you're taught that, and then they train you to deliver on that promise. So you have a vision, and it is a philosophy. And I don't care if you're uh, at a company where you're in the warehouse. You have impact on the customer. You go and pick something off of a rack and put it into a box, and uh, if it's improperly packaged and it breaks in the process of being shipped or perhaps something's missing, that customer has a bad experience. Well, now they're forced, I call that friction. They've got to pick up the phone. They've got to make a call. They've got to wait on hold. They've got to, you know, you've got to verify the order. You've got to send it back if it's broke. I mean, there's lots of problems that happen because somebody in the warehouse didn't do their job and they weren't totally customer focused and probably didn't realize just how important their job was. So you've got somebody who never sees a customer, and then you've got someone on the front line that interacts with them every single day, every single moment uh, that they're, you know, these customers are interacting with the company. That's the front line. But I believe everybody's involved from top to bottom, as you say. You wrote a great book, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. Tell me a little bit about who that book is for. Is that for everyone? Is that just for top management? Or is that for just that salespeople? That is for everyone. So in this book are 52 specific tools on how anyone can create a great customer experience. And I used an amazing company as a role model throughout the entire book. Uh, and I mentioned that short little uh, customer service vision. The company was Ace Hardware. And I chose Ace Hardware because whether people know it or not, and if you start to think about it. Ace is the man, place. They're, they're, they're good. They're Ace is the place. The helpful hardware place. Helpful is their big word, and everything they do is about helping the customer. They don't have nice customer service. They have helpful customer service. And I went and studied them and interviewed dozens of owners. And by the way, these guys are independent 
owners of small businesses that compete against huge businesses like Home Depot and Lowe's. And whether you're competing against somebody that's of equal size, which is easier than competing against, you know, the big box stores, that's why I felt this book was appropriate for everyone. And nobody had ever written about them before, and they win year after year. Every year in the industry, they beat out everyone in every category of customer satisfaction. And Business Week named them one of the top ten customer service brands in the world. Shep, I got to stop you. You you mentioned 52 amazement tools. Can you give me one or two? Right, and I started. (laughs) We veered off topic. So the first was to manage the the interaction. That's the first one. And the second thing, which I think is really important, and by the way, we can – these are in the book, and they're in a lot of my books written different ways, but you can't say thank you enough. You can't. Uh, miss the opportunity to show appreciation. It could be a thank you note if you're in that kind of business where you'd write a thank you note. It could be an email. Uh, But whatever it is, it's somewhat personal so that people feel like, yeah, this company appreciates when they uh, when I do business with them. And, you know, and there's some companies where that personalization may not come until there's a need for it. Uh, you know, example, I know with even with your company, you know, a lot of people look at a catalog, they order, they get it, you know. But if they ever call your company and have an issue or have a question, how do they feel when they get off the phone? Hopefully more than just the problem is solved, but hopefully in addition to that, they feel like I'm a valued customer of theirs. They showed me appreciation on that call. And that may be just the opportunity you have. It doesn't happen every day. But given the opportunity, seize it for appreciation. It's almost like customer service for dummies. I mean, it's really so much common sense. I mean, It's common sense. It's not so common. And if it was so common, (laughs) why would people be saying all the time, they have the worst customer service? It should be easy. And unfortunately, it's not. Now, I'll tell you what's happening today, which makes things really interesting. Here's an interesting stat for you. Last year, according to New Voice Media, 62 billion, with a B, billion dollars was lost when customers defected from one company and went to another. And say why? From like, yeah, yeah, because of bad customer service, okay? And that's up 50% from two years prior. And when you see that stat, you think, wow, customer service must be getting worse. Well, here's the reality. It's not getting worse. Customers are just expecting more. And all the companies recognize it. There's an organization called the, uh, out of the University of Michigan called the American Customer Satisfaction Index. Uh, that's, what they, that's what they put out as a report called ACSI. And they rate everybody in different industries. They even rate the government on customer service. And virtually every one of the industries, including the ones like cable TV and and even the airlines, given what's happened recently, uh, you'd say, really? But no, even the airlines, they're all increasing their levels of customer service. But here's the issue. They're not increasing them fast enough to keep up with the expectation that's being created by the best companies that are out I got to ask you, what would you, what would, what do you say? You know, to the airlines. What would you say right now to the airlines if you were like, if you were working for United, but all the airlines are are lacking on customer service. It could have been any one of them, frankly. Not that that extent of dragging a guy out, but the customer service on the airlines is just poor. It's terrible. Well, I think what just happened was an atrocity for for United Airlines. But here's here's the thing about it. It's an eye-opener. And guess what? I'm going to bet the customer service in the entire airline industry takes a step up as a result of this happening. You know, this, this, I hate to have this, you know, 
And I'm not going to be the judge and jury to determine whether uh, this guy was right or, you know, the the, the, what happened was just atrocious. But something went wrong. I'm not going to be the judge and the jury to decide that. But what happened is it brought everything to light. Do you remember there was a Comcast debacle uh, about two, three years ago where a guy tried to cancel his subscription to cable TV and and the customer service rep asked why. And he says, doesn't matter. I just want to cancel. And after a few minutes on the phone of this customer service rep just grilling the customer, uh, this customer put the phone down on speakerphone, took out a smartphone, recorded the conversation, and then posted it on social media. And it went viral, showing you how bad the customer service at that particular organization was. Well, that's what happened with United. And as a result, everybody's had to step up because it gives the entire industry they're in a black eye. So I believe, number one, obviously shouldn't have happened. In crisis management, five things need to happen. At least this is what we write about. These are basically major customer complaints, uh, whether it's a group of customers banding together or one. You have to acknowledge that there's a problem. Apologize for it right away. Fix it or discuss what the resolution is going to be right away. And uh, take ownership for it and do it fast. Now, you do those five things, you can restore confidence. What happened with United is uh, the CEO came out and he made a statement. The statement was wrong. He then went back and corrected himself two days later. By that time, it was too late. They should have stepped up and moved as fast as possible. You've got to stop thinking about your corporate policy and the operations of your company, and you need to get completely customer-focused and say, gosh, if this happened to me, how would I want this company to uh, react? And by the way, it may not be what the company uh, corporate communications departments are telling them to do, but it doesn't matter. They need to focus on the customer. I just feel like they've completely lost touch. Do you think that the time when you Pour the customer service on is probably when things are going well. So you have well, a little you built-in do cushion. It every you time, good. So here's the thing: the best companies in the world do not deliver over-the-top customer service. They, you may they may appear to do so, and I'll tell you why: yeah. because they're consistently better than average. And that's the key. They're always knowledgeable. They're always friendly. They always respond quickly. The word always followed by something positive. And if there's a problem, because nobody's perfect, if there's a problem, this is what a customer says. Even when there's a problem, I know I can always count on them to fix it. Because I've had problems, I've called, and they're great. Okay. Now, they don't need to be over the top all the time. They just need to be a little bit better than average. And no, uh, chef. No, chef. the floor is low. You know, like when I go to a restaurant, I haven't been in the restaurant business, I know when there's a good restaurant or a bad restaurant. You know when the customer service is great at a company or not. Tell me a few companies that you really love their customer service. Tell me a couple of companies that you maybe could be, they're, they're, they're a little in a dangerous area. They're getting away with it, but their customer service, like I always feel like Amazon's in a danger point at some point because you can't get customer service, but you get great price. And you get you know good products from them, but you never get customer service. Is, are, there, are there a few companies you really like? Well, and, and so I'll argue about Amazon because I think they're one of the great customer service companies. Years ago, Jeff Bezos didn't make it easier easy for you to reach them for a customer service issue because his concept was we need to be so good with what we do, have the website be so perfect that a customer never needs to call us. So the best customer service in his mind was no customer service. Well, at some point he realized that doesn't work. So today, if you have a problem, they take care of it 
unbelievably well. Uh, and but it hasn't always been that way. So there's some people, probably like yourself, that you know, not that long ago, maybe several years ago, had an issue. But uh, to get to the point, some of the companies that are doing it right, I mean, they're the legends in the industry. Like you can say Nordstrom's, Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, L.L. Bean. I wrote about Ace Hardware because they're one of the rock stars that's never written about. They're solid as a rock since 1926. They've been building and building and building and winning award after award. Their helpful concept takes them to another level. What businesses aren't doing well? Well, it's not even so much the business, it's the industry. Imagine what would happen if, if Apple Computer or the Ritz-Carlton or Ace Hardware got into the cable TV industry. They wouldn't make people wait in their homes for hours for the cable guy to show up or maybe make them take a half a day off work for their cable to get installed. No, they would come up with a better way. And by the way, the cable companies are coming up with better ways. Technology is allowing that yes. to happen. So yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, I can go on and on about good and bad companies, but uh, the lessons that we learn from them are what's important. What do you like? In, what do you like right now in business as an overall? What do you What are you feeling right now as far as business is concerned and and, and some trends? Well, I tell you, some of the big trends in the world of service is personalization. The more personalized you can create the experience, and you know what? With CRM, customer relationship management, you know, just the database. When your customer calls, their record ought to go up there. You ought to be able to see what they bought in the past, what they bought in the, you know, what they, uh, what the problems they may have had in the past, and you can look at them and instantly be able to say, "Hey, I noticed the last time you called in." Make the connection, personalize the service, um, and there's many different ways to do it. When I call you, I don't want to be an account number. I want to be a person. You know, I called a computer company not that long ago to buy something, and they answered the phone quickly, and the first thing they asked me was for my account number. And I didn't know it, but then when they asked my phone number, then they gave me the account number, and it turns out they had caller ID. They didn't even have to ask for the phone number. They could have asked a verifying question. They transferred me to the correct department. What do you think the first thing this guy asked me for? My freaking account number. Now, Why? <laughs> It's like you just exactly. got yeah, it, yeah, you know, so yeah. personalize the yeah. experience. So that's a big trend. Artificial intelligence, AI, huge. We're going to start calling companies, and we're going to get the basic things like I need to do a change of address. We don't need to wait on hold for somebody to come on to do that. Let's just talk to the computer or interact with the computer uh, online and let the chat bot ask me questions and let me give them real quick typewritten answers. And I'm going to get things done quicker and quicker. I'm wondering. I'm wondering when doctors and hospitals like you go, then you got to fill out all this paperwork. There's got to be a way to fill that out online. Yeah, you know what? Do it. I love. I I went to a new doctor, um, an eye doctor, not that long ago, a couple three years ago. And you know what? They sent me to a website to fill all of this out ahead of time. So when I came in, yeah, I could just go straight into the appointment. You know, isn't that nice? Yeah, I mean, you think, you know, there's just some people you wonder, when are they going to catch on? You go to a hospital and you're sitting there for a half hour. You know, if you're busy and you, you, you're running a company or you got uh, kids to watch, or that's a long time just to fill out paperwork that you right. filled out a hundred other times that? before. What if you're not even filling out the paperwork? What if you're just waiting? Do you know, I, I loved my eye doctor before this eye doctor, but you want to know one thing I didn't love? I always tried to get the first appointment, thinking that I wouldn't have to wait. Well, guess what? Four other people had the first appointment with me. That's number one. Number two, she was late half the time. So even though it's once a year, all I know is the aggravation that I'm probably not going to see the doctor until a half an hour to 45 minutes after my appointment, even if I get there first. 
And, you know, guess what? I finally got sick and tired of it, and I was told this one office, they're always on time. So far, the last two years, like clockwork, always on time. We're talking with Shep Hyken, uh, the master of customer service. We are not doing him a favor by serving him. He's doing us a favor by giving us the opportunity to do it. In the end, the customer has choices. They honor us with their business. Maybe it's not quite doing us a favor, but the alternative is that that customer doing business with our competition. Make the customer feel special and appreciated. That's one of my favorite Shep hiking quotes. Chef, where do you get started on this? If I let's say I want to take my company to another level, customer service wise, you, you've been part of twelve books. I think you've written four, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, wh- which book do you start with? Sure, sure. Well, actually, I've written ten books. The five of them are are solo authored by me. You know what? Uh, I I'd say it, you can read any of them. You can pick up information. The most recent book's probably the easiest one to get on Amazon. Amaze every customer every time. Moments of Magic was the first one. You saw my speech yeah. a year ago. That's the speech I did right out of that book, Moments of Magic. How do you create that moment of magic, that positive experience? How do you avoid a moment of misery and stay away from mediocrity? That's a moment of mediocrity is average and satisfactory, and customers will find someone else and somewhere else to do business with if, as long as they do a little bit better than satisfactory. It's that easy. Now, if I want to get your, I know I get your, I love the fact that your emails and when I get your uh, your blogs, they're always unique. They look a little different. So I don't feel I'm getting some standard blueprint. I love the magic to that. Right? And if I want to get those, if you know people are listening, I know there's a lot of sales and service people that are out there listening. Do you just go to hiking.com or uh, you go, how you do you go do to that? Hike, H-Y-K-E and hiking.com, but let me make it real easy. It's a customer service article, right? Go to customerservicearticles.com and sign up. And what will happen is every week I will send you a new customer service article and a short little, uh, you know, cute little cartoon to kind of, you know, give you an overview of what it's about. We have clients that share the article because it's a serious article. We have other clients that take the, the, the cartoon, blow it up, put yeah. it in their break yeah. room for everybody to see. And it's a weekly column. It's very easy. It's free. I love that. And uh, I believe we're going to start a customer service revolution. I call it the amazement revolution. And I need as many people as possible to know what to do to create amazement for both their customers and their employees. Well, I'm on, I'm on your bandwagon. I'll give you another quote. A brand is defined by the customer's experience. The experience is delivered by the employees. So how exactly. important it is to have all the employees to understand the philosophy about customer service from top to bottom, critical. Uh, we're a customer so, service company, by the way. We don't have a customer service department at Steiner. I tell everybody that every customer needs to be treated like they're your mom on the phone. Just treat your mother like right. every every customer is your mom on the phone. This way you never get confused. If your mother called you with a small little problem, you wouldn't shovel off or take a message or send it somewhere. You you better get off your butt and take care of her. That's simple. That's our philosophy I here. Would that's you treat your mother like that? Awesome. Yeah, would you yeah. treat your mother like that? Yeah, I'm like, we, no way. We should. And somebody that doesn't, we should whack them upside the head. It's your mother for crying out loud. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I know it's going to be a long season for you, but I do welcome you to come here to New York and we can go watch the Yankees there. While, while they're doing really well, i got to talk a little trash. But um, I hope you, hopefully your Cardinals turn it around. I don't feel bad for them. They've won so much. So maybe you got to give everybody else a chance. 
Uh, although you did get you know, the, they, you, do, they do good. They yeah. do great. It's fun. It's fun to go to the game, and you go to a Yankees game. There's a lot of history there. Same with the Cardinals yeah. here in St. Louis. You know, and hopefully we're going to meet you in the World Series later this year. Great. I look forward to catching up with you in Big Apple. Maybe watching a little Yankee Stadium. Hopefully, I get to Bush Stadium. I lo- love that there. It's beautiful there. The Golden Arch. Well, you and, come to Bush Stadium, and I'm going to try to give you that VIP experience. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks for joining us today. Customer service. Can't talk enough about it. And uh, hopefully everybody listening will pick up at least one of your books. We probably need to pick up a few. Uh, good, good stuff, Jeff. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Brandon.